enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit. Because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing in my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out, you know? I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. Top 20 countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. The razor sharp, Ray when the sun. If I can actually build this at scale and it really does fundamentally teach an entire generation about how credit works before they even have to have access to it, like this feels bigger than me. My name is Evan Leapart, and I am founder and CEO of Kitty Credit. So, what we are at our core is a chore tracking app that teaches kids about credit. I was always an entrepreneur, but I was never building out like a tech platform at scale, so I really didn't know too much about it. The process, it was just really collaborative, right? Like talking to Chris, talking to Renato, they have VC type backgrounds. They know our conversations that we're gonna be having with investors, so they gave insights into design to say like, if you do this, this will make more sense to explain your vision for why you're trying to go from A to B and then from B to C. And it goes from being the cute kitty project to something that, ah, okay, I see what you guys are trying to do now. It was a lot easier with investor conversations. It was a lot easier to gain partners, upcoming clients. 
it's really been a big win for us. for these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real. For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity to today's multicultural population that makes us the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable, communities closer, where a strong and talented workforce fuels the success of businesses big and small, and the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root, businesses grow, Communities thrive. New beginnings unfold. And the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts. Where better begins. Ready? Is you ready? 
Whole squad ready. We came here to see Jet. What you got? No, no, no. Not on my watch. No way. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. You can bring what you got. I'm going to the top. Bring what you got. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. I'm going to the top. Are you ready? You know what time it is, right? They don't want us to make it, so it's time to take it. Another lesson from my neighborhood. Do you know how to tell if mom is overdosing on drugs? If your mom shoots dope every day like mine, you can only help her if you know the signs of an overdose. An overdose? Yes, an overdose. Don't call the ambulance if you're in doubt Unless she shakes uncontrollably or foams at the mouth That's an overdose Okay, that's an overdose mm -hmm. That's an overdose You could find her on the floor or find her in bed And if you know what to do, she won't end up dead Of an overdose Really? Yes, an overdose well, I don't know. The signs of danger are simple to see. If she's twitching and seizing and can barely breathe, that's an overdose. Yeah. That's an overdose. That's an, an overdose. overdose. Mom always knows best. This is Deanna Marie, and you're watching The Booth, a Sinister One production on Poobazoo.com. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh! Price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough, bitch.
Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the proof. Gentlemen, you know it's at stake tonight. We win this ball game, we're going to stay playoffs. We lose, we're done for the rest of the year. Seniors, you'll never play at Wolfden Stadium ever again. This is your last shot here. You got to go for broke, play for these guys, land on the line for them tonight. Remember, you call one wolf, you invite the pack. Let's go, Wolf Pack for life. to the 20, cuts it up to the 25, gets a block, gets outside, across the 40, to the 50. Good return to Fletcher Cleaves. Thank you. Complete to Cleaves, spins at the 10. Not everybody in the world can catch the ball, stop, spin, do the 360. Fletcher Cleaves at 5'8", very undersized. He's going to have to work his ass off to play college ball. Keep him repping, keep him repping. That's it, good drive, good drive. Wait. So Jimmy schools out for most kids. The dream is over. Colleges have nearly filled their rosters for September. Only if you were going to land a football scholarship at the next level. Back straight. Power squeeze, just the bar. Power squeeze. Keep working. Come on, move right there. Good. Squeeze this one. Come on, get your none. Out of the way. Good job right there with the finish. Coach Freeze here. We're all very excited to have you come play ball at Lambeth. We'll see you in preseason. One hand to grab, spin move. Next. It's crazy, man. Scored that touchdown, had that concussion. Didn't remember nothing. Yeah. Hey, Fletch! sweetheart this is day two would you like to sit up 
get up. Where are we at? I know, I know. Got a busy day today. Got a million things to do. Places to go, people to see, son. After one. Dude, we just been doing stuff all day. I know. Well, this is, you just started this one. Come on. You got it. One for the money. Uh, that's number two, right? Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. Three. Four. Seven, eight, nine, ten. 11.04 p.m. Fletcher would like to show us something. Good job, boy. A few months ago, there's no way you could have done that. We're proud of you. Can't keep a good man down, son. One, two. That's funny to you? Yes, it is. So that means you did something, right? Yeah. Get off the floor, work out, lift weights. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love you, boy. What are you going to do now? Usually, usually I come on this show and open this show with a lot of hype, a lot of energy. Um, first of all, let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm not even going to get into my sponsors. I'm saving my sponsors until later. Um, I just watched this video that was done by ESPN um, with my first guest on. It's a very powerful story. Um and, and it comes from a place that I'm almost sort of familiar with. Um, as you all know, back in February, I myself was was struck by a car as a pedestrian. And, and I've had to go through 
a lot of physical therapy. I had major surgery on my knee, but thank the Lord above that I'm, you know, I'm walking. I'm, I'm able to do what I need to do. Um, I still got a long way to go with physical therapy as far as getting back to DJing. But this is a guy right here. I, I, you know, I watched the video. I'm almost in tears. And, and I feel like if I was to talk about my sponsors right now or talk about who I got coming on later on this show, I feel like it's a disrespect to this gentleman that's on this show right now. I will thank my viewers for last week for tuning in and supporting this show because y'all keep the show going. But without further ado, I got to introduce my first guest. He, he is one of the first of few heroes I've had on this show. And, you know, a hero isn't just somebody who saves a life. A hero isn't somebody who does. A hero can be somebody who bounces back from somewhere and inspires people. And this gentleman right here with what he's got going on, what he's doing, as you guys just saw, ESPN put that whole powerful film together. Please, sir, introduce yourself. Let them know who you are. This is this is very emotional for me right now because that was just powerful, powerful way to open this show tonight. Thank you, Apple. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So um, I appreciate it. And you can you can give me the good energy, the great energy that you used to. I I, I want the energy too. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, my <laughs> name is Fletcher Cleves. As you excuse me, I have something in my throat. Uh, but yeah, my name is Fletcher Cleves, as you mentioned. And I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, growing up, I played all type of sports, everything you can ever imagine, just trying to keep me out of trouble. I was the epitome of you know boys will be boys, so to speak. And I was, you know, breaking windows and throwing rocks and, and not really into a lot of uh, major trouble, just boys will be boys putting firecrackers in mailboxes, stuff like that. <laughs> and, you know, I was blessed enough to be physically gifted. I was able to obtain a football scholarship my senior year of high school. And I, I left two days after high school graduation to go train for the upcoming collegiate season. Even though we didn't have mandatory report until 4th of July, I wanted to beat the rest of the competition and get there early. So I trained May, June, and the 4th of July is mandatory report. You got everybody coming in from different states and high schools and all over the country. And, you know, we're just working our tails off trying to get ready for the upcoming season. Um, you know, made the traveling team. I was blessed enough to do that. And But unfortunately, on September 10th, 2009, a lady was texting and driving and ran my roommate and I off the road, causing us to flip into an embankment which caused me to break my neck in two places. And when that happened, I was paralyzed immediately and I was um, knocked unconscious. So just throughout that whole journey of being a collegiate athlete to now being a quadriplegic has brought us here today with all the journeys and the trials and tribulations. I'm pretty sure we'll get into uh, coming up in this interview. Man, man, crazy. And again, as we saw in this video, the driver that hit you uh, was only on his phone three seconds now i remember talking on this show before and they said when you look down at your phone they they say how many feet you travel in how many seconds and and it's like a length of a football field in in so many they've, they've got it broken down on a lot of these sites yeah, going, going, um, 55, going 55 miles an hour if you take your eyes off the road for five seconds you've traveled a foot length of a football field there you go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And that's and and Insane. you know you the, the crazy thing is is too, man. I commute to work, 
every day mm-hmm. to Logan Airport. I commute every day. And, you know, um, the amount of people that I see that still text and drive, not just people in cars, but from truck drivers, police oh, yeah. officers, it, it, it's still out there. Everybody kind of thinks they're invincible for something happening. Everybody thinks they're in control and you're not. You're not, not in control. And then you talk about on the highway and stuff. So if you go on 55 and you take your eyes off the road for five seconds, if you go on 80, all they do is take maybe, you know, I haven't done the math, but you take your eyes off the road for two seconds and you probably travel the length of a football field. You know, and it's just scary. Like, travel the length of a football field, not looking at the road, you're essentially driving with a blindfold on. And just imagine how much stuff can happen from end zone to end zone with, you know, with you just not looking at the road. Like, imagine you were driving and somebody just came up and put their hands with your eyes. You'd be like, what are you doing? It's the same concept. It, 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 exactly. It's the it, it, it's pretty much the equivalent of watching a guy return a punt 90-something yards for a touchdown. There's so many missed blocks, so many missed tackles. There's so much excitement mm-hmm. that happens in that touchdown run. That's what people don't realize is how many times that you could hurt, kill, maim, or injure somebody in that little bit of time. What was it like for you being involved with this video that ESPN shot? Because did it... Did you have any type of PTSD? Did it kind of take you back? How did that make you feel? And how did that come about when they reached out to you? Also, please let us know how that also came to be. Yeah, so I'll start from the beginning how it came about. So um, people were starting to ask me with me being a, a collegiate athlete, now paralyzed. They were like, hey, Fletcher, can you come speak to my high school football team? we got a big game coming up on Friday. Just give them kind of some motivation. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll give them a rah, rah, rah speech, you know, go out leave it all out on the field, you know, the typical motivational full pregame speech. And I did that, and somebody loved it. I was like, hey, I love that. Can you come give it to my my son's school? Then it kind of snowballed. Can you come give it to my church? And then one presentation uh, that was like, hey, we want you to come speak to the senior class about safe driving, but at and is going to be there as well. You know, they just don't happen to be in the crowd. I was like, all right, cool, no problem. I gave my presentation there. The director, the at t representative was like, man, I love it. I'm going to push your name to the higher ups. Then didn't hear anything from him for about a year or so. And then out of nowhere, I get a phone call. I was like, Fletcher, <laughs> got this opportunity for you. Uh, ESPN wants to collaborate with AT&T, create this commercial. And we think you're the the best candidate, you know, opportunity we got. So, boom, they create the commercial. And for that six-minute commercial, we filmed for four days for, like, uh, 13-hour days. And it just kind of <clears> opened your eyes on how commercials work and how long time it takes. But – it didn't give me any type of PSCD. I was more excited to like, man, I'm really finna have a commercial on ESPN, you know, or <laughs> national TV. So I kind of focused on that energy and not really the um, negative part of it. So just focused, just being, and then watching the guy who played me, the little high school kid play, that was playing me, you know, it was kind of cool, just shaking hands with him and chopping it up. And, you know, just being there and watching the stuntman flip the car and watching the director go through that and watching – you know, all of the pieces be put together, and it was just a, it was a fun experience, man. I, I, I would I wouldn't change it for the world. Powerful video, and usually we ha- usually before my show, I have PSAs that I save. Mm-hmm. I save powerful PSAs, and I play them before the show. And I'm going to just say that even though it's five minutes, I'm adding that PSA to my show because it speaks a lot of volumes to people, um, and it, it's still a problem. You know, one of the reasons why I got rid of my motorcycle. 
is because people don't pay attention. They just they just okay. don't no more. They don't no more. Um, and it, you know to see you still out here and, and to see you full of positive energy. You know, you come right in here. You're like, yo, you should have just kept the energy. Just, you know, the fact that you're here and you can still bring that positive energy. And I see it in your smile. You have that positive aura about you. Um, and it's great to see. It's because because a lot of people, you know, they, they go through depression. They go through these these down peaks. But it looks like, you you know, you do a lot to keep yourself positive. Am I correct? It seems like that's. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I've had my dark days, as everybody has. But the thing is, is not to dwell in that moment. You know, understand that that moment is just a, uh, you know, a domino to a greater time, so to speak. So, you know, I've never seen a cloud sit over one person's house for an extended amount of time. And so basically what that means is this too shall pass. This too will be over. And it's about staying tough through the storm and waiting until the sunshine comes out. Because I've always said that we all go through crappy stuff you know me you everybody but it's not what happens to you that defines you it's how you respond to it you know you can how are you gonna respond when you go through the divorce how are you gonna respond when you get laid off from your job how are you gonna respond when adversity hits you and i choose to just smile and stay positive the class is always half full there's always some positivity in any negative situation because if you focus on the negative your mind has no room to focus on the positive or figure out a solution so if you think about all the negative things constantly all day, then of course you're going to be down. Of course you're going to be in a negative state of mind. But if you just switch your your thinking and focus on the positive, you'll see that a lot of situations don't bother you as much. You, you start to feel better. You know, you listen to music more or whatever. And that's the devil works for me. Damn. Woo. 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 And you say you, 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 you go to these schools and you, you kind of pump these kids up. How do you go into a school if you don't, you know, I've always wondered, you know, some people are just great motivational speakers, but sometimes you don't know what kind of school you're going into. You know, how do you know what type of speech to give when you go into a school to give a speech in your ass? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like Fair East Side, you know, where it's in the hood. Now you know you yeah, gotta yeah. kind of you know you gotta kind of bring that. <laughs> yeah. part, what do you, you know, do? What do you yeah, do I, to I Google, bring it? I'll Google the school first just to see you know what type of school is it a private school? But for the most part, teenagers are the same. It's just circumstances, <laughs> you know. They all coming in. Don't they glad not to be in class? And you think about it, they listen to adults speak all day. So I try to come out there with a different type of energy to let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I ain't too, well, even though I'm like they 17 and me being 32, they're like, man, you old as hell, you know. But, you know, I try to, I try to be cool and like, hey, I ain't too far from y'all. And uh, But, like, you know, you're going through your inner city schools, you know, you might have to bring a little different, like, hey, man, look here, y'all need to sit y'all ass down, you know, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, that, and it's like, oh, this dude. This dude cool, you know. <laughs> like, he might be somebody to listen to. Right. That's good. And I love to see it. And, I, and I, I've been on your page. I've been checking you out. You, you've been all over. You've been doing a lot of speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not afraid that, you know, to tell your story. You're not afraid to drop, you know, the truth about it. And, you know, um, my question is, is the person that, that struck you, has that person ever reached out to apologize? Have you ever touched base with that person or no? No, I never had contact with that person because um, in the story, as you see, I swerved. She was on the wrong side of the road, and I passed her, and I swerved to miss her, and she kept going. So technically, it was a one-car accident. 
Because there was oh, no other shit. vehicle. Yeah, but I, I, I saw her, and if she walked past me today, I'd be like, there she go right there. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I try not to dwell on negative negative aspects, negative, negative energy. I just try to focus like, hey, look, I can't do nothing about it. It is what it is. Now, what are we going to do to make the best out of, you know, lemons out of lemonade, make the best out of the situation, so to speak? And for me, you know, you know, I, I'm a religious guy, but I'm, I'm a real firm believer in karma. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that person has had their share of karma since this accident. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure of it. Um, I would yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about it. You know, I've always felt that karma's that way. But the fact mm-hmm. that you're such a positive guy and, and, and you, you, you know, you, you're still being up there you're strong you're going out there and speaking mm-hmm. on behalf of this incident this you know is for me it's you're you're up there with another gentleman that i've had on this show um who played basketball and he went through some bouts of depression but he bounced back and he's doing almost kind of the same thing you are um it would be nice to get the two of you together to converse and and get together um i might have to reach out to him and see about that but um for you you know, what are some of the things you you said you've had your dark days? It looks like in the video you you have a good support team. Your family is is right there for you. Your support. Oh, yeah. Let us know about your support team. How they help you out? Because sometimes that's the best thing. That's that. Well, that, that you know sometimes for me it is the best thing. You know, other than uh, Big G, that's why I call God. So Big G and my support system are the two things that got me through all those dark days. You know. I always say like my family and my friends never allowed me to have a disability. So they never allowed me to lay in a room and just stare at the ceiling. They never allowed me to uh, not be having access to anywhere I've ever wanted to go. So, you know, let's say we go to a restaurant or a bar and I say, oh, unfortunately, it's, not, it's two steps. We don't have a ramp. I'm like, well, that sucks. And but then, you know, my friends would be like, oh, we got you. Flesh. Don't worry about it. Hey, y'all get the front. We got the back. And we got right, you know, right. yeah, we go and that type of support system has made me have confidence. It's like, man, I go wherever I want to go, as long as I got my people with me. You know what I'm saying? And right. so then my parents, growing up in a two-parent household, watching all the things they sacrificed to make sure I was successful, whether it was you know losing their jobs to be my full-time caregivers or uh, staying up early or waking up early, staying up late to make sure I you know had time to do homework and transportation to and from college. You know, my, my mom used to wake up at five in the morning to get me dressed. And then my dad would uh, wake up and then take me to school. And then when I was done on my mom's lunch break, she would come get me from school to take me to my dad's job. And then on his lunch break, he would take me from his job home and then go back to work. And that type of commitment and sacrifice, you know, I've always said thank you to them every every chance I get. But then they just were sort of like, you are a child. What, what do you expect parents to do for the child? That's what parents are supposed to do. And I'm like, no, nah, well, me not having any kids, but just watching that type of sacrifice. I'm like, yeah, Fletch, you can't drop out of college because look at what all the sacrifices to make sure you get an education. You can't give up on not finding a job. You can't not be successful. Like, you, Fletch, you can't do all these things to sip just to show appreciation for all the things that they've done for you and my grandmother and family included. Mm. So I got a, a lot of people in the chat. Gary Keith, thank you for tuning in. Kevin Jeffries, happy hour with Lido. Now, Kevin Jeffries, and I'm, I'm going to mention this. I'm hearing you talk. You're talking a lot of positive stuff. Kevin Jeffries, who's watching on YouTube, who has happy mm-hmm. hour with Lido. Kevin Jeffries also oversees 
a men's mental health group um, where they meet on Thursday nights. It's a private chat over Zoom. It's all black men. Um, and people let their feelings and talk about it. I, I'm going to put Kevin Jeffries in touch with you also because he might like to have you come on this chat one Thursday night and just tell your story and give some inspiration to some of these guys in the chat because everybody in these chat, this chat has a whole lot of different stories. And I'm sure, Kevin, you're in the chat right now. Um, if you want to reach out to Fletcher, he is on Facebook. Drop him a message. Just let him know who you are, Kevin. Reach out to him, get him the info about the text chat group, and then try to see if he can come on Happy Hour with Lito. But it's a great story. Um, speaking of social media, how can people get in touch with you and follow you and, and watch you on Facebook and things of that sort? Yeah, so I think I put the link in the, in the group on live, uh, just FletcherCleaves.com. You can find my all my social media handles from Facebook to Instagram to uh, Twitter. And you can check out my TED Talk. I did a TED Talk recently. You can check out the AT&T commercial that you showed uh, prior to this interview. And you can just also check out blogs of me traveling the world and what it's like to be a, America, a black disabled American man traveling the world to these different countries. And it, Yeah, it's, I it's, saw you. I saw um, YouTube. You were skydiving. Tell us about that. How did that go down, man? man? Look, I try not to let my disability stop me from doing anything. I want to wear, I've been scuba diving with sharks. Well, sharks, I've been skydiving. I've ridden the world's fastest roller coaster in Dubai. I've done, I've flown an airplane. And the skydiving aspect, it was cool. I was scared, man. I was scared. But, you know, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you think about it like this, everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear. And also, you know, everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of I don't feel like it. So, like, once you Ooh. go skydiving, and this, and this, and this is for me, so to speak. What? That, what you just what said you right there, that was deep, bro. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all that was is on the other side. I don't feel like it. So once you, you know, they said it during football because you know I don't feel like running sprints. I don't feel like doing two days. I don't. But then as soon as you switch that mind from I don't feel like it, you start being uh, victorious. Um, but yeah, skydiving it kind of catapulted my mental because once you overcome one of the largest fears you think of, it's like I can do whatever now. You know, it's like, uh, hey, Fledge, you want to? Yeah, I've been skydiving before. I can do that. Like, yeah, it, it might be anything. Hey, you want to go scuba diving? Yep, I've been skydiving before scuba diving. <laughs> you know, it just, it just opened my mind to a whole different uh, realm and space. Really? Really? Was it almost was it almost a spiritual feeling once you got past that fear and you're in the air? Was it almost like, wow, this isn't yeah. what I expect, you know? You no, know, first of all, you realize, like, you have for real. Like, you up there. <laughs> you know, like, you have for real. And uh, then, you know, once the parachute opens and you kind of just glide, and it's like, man, like you really, you just get overlooking the horizon, just thankful, just, man, Big G, I appreciate just everything, just this opportunity I've been blessed with to make it past the car crash. A lot of people don't survive car crashes, you know? That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, make it past that. Not only make it past the car crash, just make it past therapy and graduate college and get a, get a job and move out and travel the world and become a speaker and start acting and doing all these things. I'm like, man, I just thank you for this opportunity. I've been blessed with to just do simple things, you know, man, you know what I would love? I'd love to see you, you know, you doing all this acting. Let's, let's, let's get Fletcher. Let's get Fletcher's character. Let, let's have him be the first disabled John Wick character. 
had the wheelchair all done yeah. up with the guns on it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, you could be spinning around. I'm with it. I like it. I like it. Let's get Fletcher and John Wick. Let's let's get him in there. We we need we need a character like that. That would be that'd be crazy. Spikes on the wheel, stuff shoot out the wheel. Oh man, <laughs> I would go crazy. You know, I'd go crazy to see Fletcher and John Wick. That would be some stuff right there. But no, nah, man, I'm really glad to have you on this show. Um, this has been a very positive interview. And, you know, if you had to inspire somebody right now watching this, this show, who's down, give me one of them little quick speeches for somebody who might be watching this right now and just speak to them. For sure. So I think I mentioned this earlier. Adversity is not what happens. It's not, it's not about what happens to you that defines you. It's how you respond to it. So like, even though you may be going through something in this current state in your life, don't let your current circumstances dictate your future. Like, don't let what you're going through today affect your tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new opportunity to accomplish new dreams and new goals. And speaking of dreams and goals, I ask everybody all the time, how big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew failure was yeah. not an option, or like if you knew failure was impossible, if a genie said, whatever you want is yours, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be in the NFL, you want to be a millionaire, you, you, you can't fail. What would you? What would that be? And whatever that is, start doing that to, today. Start doing that today. If it's starting a podcast, if it's, you know, doing whatever the case may be, just don't be afraid to be successful. When people start being afraid to be successful is when they become, um, I guess, successful, so to speak. And be a person of work, not necessarily success. So, like, people sometimes chase success, but if you just work, success will come. Nice. I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been, I'm still got that John Wick Fletcher Cleaves in my mind. I've been messing around with the AI graphics. Okay. I, I, I might have know. to take a flick. I might have to take a Fletcher picture and yeah, then I'll put it in the AI and <laughs> get, get one, you know, get you all suited up. Nice. You know, uh, but again, Fletcher, thank you for coming on this show. People in the chat, giving you props, thumbs up. KJ said, Good job, bro. Um, Kevin Jeffries on YouTube. I got people from all over watching this, and it's just been it's just been great to have you on. Do you have anything coming up? I thought you you, you have an event that I'd like you to plug that's coming up in October in right, New York, right, correct? Yes, yes, yes please York. plug so that. Let's still working out the details. If we can, you know, sell enough tickets, it will happen. If not, we're gonna have to reschedule it. But it's October fourteenth, right outside of Long Island. Uh, the flyers on my social media, and you know, when I recently visited there in June, I met some people, fell in love with my story, and they want to throw a, you know, an event that honors my business, so to speak. You know, just to help raise money because I was expressing that during COVID, kind of, you know, took us hard hit, trying to get back up as a speaker, and you know, just trying to be supportive and emotional, uh, not emotional, supportive and inspirational, and they, and it's going. So October fourth, right outside of Long Island, you can buy tickets. Um, on my social media, on Eventbrite, and to see that link there. And you know, all it wants is out there also. If you just know somebody that would like a, a speaker, you know, looking for a speaker, please feel free to reach out to your boy. Yeah, I, you know, I, New York's not far from me, so I, I'm i going to look at this. October 14th is pretty far out, um, enough to, to plan to come out there. I'd love to meet you and oh, yeah, just, sure. you know, see you in person and talk. Um, and like I said, New York's not far from me. That's a three and a half, four hour, five hour drive for oh, yeah, me, on depending on like, the time yeah, of day. Yeah, they're still trying to, you know, they got everything plugged in, but you know, with the 
uh, ticket sales, they say, hey, you know, we need to sell, you know, 50 more tickets before the next 30 days or we might have to reschedule it. So if you okay. know somebody, please yeah, let them know. We'd love for them to support. You'll meet me. I'll be there. It's an open bar. It's a full. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Open bar and a buffet. Pit of you by the VIP tickets or not. But you know, we'll be kicking it. I'll be selling books, t-shirts, and we'll just be having a good time. Cool. All right. So we're going to take a quick break at 725. My next guest is already in the waiting room. So what we're going to do is going to take a quick break here. And we're going to be right back with my next guest, rapper and musician, T. Gunner Fletcher. I want to thank you for coming on the booth, man. Good stuff. All right. We're going to be right, back. Hey, Let me take a quick break. Here we go. See, I ain't never been betrayed by an enemy That shit is only ever come from them saying friend to me They sold his black, soaking up all of my backup energy I feel the drain through all the pain depletes in its entirety It's piracy and any thought of reconcilance blind to me You were my people that I chose, you were my family And didn't realize what you had, your bad need clarity Because respect is something earned, you can't use bribery You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line But a real bitch tell it like it is, that's facts, this here's my time It's your boy Sinister One. We are back here in the booth. My second guest is on, but I got to thank my man, Fletcher Cleves. Man, what an interview. What an inspiration. Um, you know, it, it's crazy at, that this guy was at the highest of high levels of high school football. He was entering college as a top, pro, you know, one of the top prospects from, from his where he was. And just in one, three seconds, his life was changed by a distracted driver texting. It ruined his whole livelihood to become a football player. But his spirits are up. I hope he inspired everybody watching with his comments and conversation. Fletcher, he's actually in the chat. He's still going to watch the interview. We've got going on with my second guest. Who's here? Um, I've been trying to get this dude on the show 
for a minute, trying to get him on the show for a minute. He's busy as hell. Um, Viana Marie has actually did some shows with him here in the Brockton area. We did a show at the George's Cafe, and then there was another yep. show I think we did. We did, but you've got a show coming up we're going to talk about that's coming up on September 8th. But my yes, man sir. T Gunner is on with us right now, grinding, steady grinding. And up, just man? let him know, man. Introduce yourself. Let him know. Yeah, man. Shout out to Sinister Man for that, man. I really appreciate you, King, for real, man. You know Black Excellence, baby. You know <laughs> You know Black Actors. <laughs> so, you know, you know how we do, man. But, uh, but, you know, I, I go by T-Gunner, man. But, you know, you call me just Mark, man. You know, I've been T-Gunner since I was 16 years old, man. So, I think I about grew that name. But, uh, I still go with it because, you know, that's my brand. So, right, um, right, right. But, you know, and, we do coordinate change. And it's funny because, you know, people know this show. I'm an older guy. People who watch my show, they're older. And I always do. I usually always tell people I didn't have to tell you because you, you know about the business. But I do. I'll have rappers come on this show and I'll tell them right out the gate when we're, when I'm booking them on the show. The first thing I'll tell all these rappers that come on my show, look, when you come on my show. You're Sean Carter, not Jay-Z. My crowd that watches my show, they're older. They don't want to hear about you popping bottles in the club and what shorty you is with with the fat tail. They don't want the people who watch my show. They want the business aspect. They want to know the struggle and the grind of selling merchandise. They want to know all that important stuff of what you're doing. So that way, if they want to support your brand, they're going to support it. You come on here. And you want to act like Jay-Z or act like whoever gangster, fake thug you are and kill yourself on a branding, right. you know, a, 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 a network deal. Hey, that's on you. You know, and I've had I've had some people come on this show and they don't listen and they come on here and they talk about all that foolishness and all that fake stuff. And then they say to me when we get off the air, how's the interview sinister? Horrible. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. Horrible. That's not what my the people who listen and watch this show. That's not what they want. They don't want to know about all that stuff and doing drugs. They want to know about the business, the real you, the real side, the real branding, what you do to to make ends meet when you're struggling. You know what I'm saying? They want to know all that because if they're going to support and invest in you, they want to know who you are. So, and I know you know you out here all the time. You always steady grinding out here on top of this music thing. I got no choice, man. I really don't, man. Like, and I think that's that's why people really buy into me because I'm authentic, and you know I don't try to be, you know, nobody other than Mark, you know. So, um, I do comedy, as you know. I do yeah. acting. You no, know? you know, I've had podcasts. I've had a, a dealership with uh one of my homeboys. So like, you know, just grinding, man. You know, you just want to put your foot forward, your best foot forward every time, and just put your feet in the ground and just keep trucking. That's it. Like I came into this thing, man. I, my mom, she was struggling since the very beginning. So I knew right as a young man that I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted better for myself. So I knew I had to assert myself in some lane to get what I wanted out of life. So, but that's what we're doing, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for for you, you're here. You're in this Boston music scene. I've been following you on your page. And, and you know, one of the yeah. things that I've been trying to change the perspective in Boston. And, and someone came on the show before and they said, 
Boston music scene is like the crab in the barrel mentality, and it was dead on. And it was funny because it was 50 years of hip hop we celebrated last week, 50 years of hip hop. And someone brought up God Rest His Soul Guru. And someone was like, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know. And I said, you know what is sad about this whole thing? You know, people are out here mentioning Guru. The fact is, is that we're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. And the same reason why Guru left Boston and had to make a name for himself in New York, we still have that same bum ass problem here in Boston. <laughs> 50 years later, you know, guys that should have been put on from Boston that didn't get put on the gurus, the Ed OGs, you know, it, it, it the mentality is, is just, it, I could, I could do a whole show on it. <laughs> I could do a whole show on it. I know you could speak on it. Um, the clickiness. That's, the, the, that's, go, go that's for one it. of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why I had, um, well, I had retired for like five years, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people, are like, yo, why'd you retire? Why'd you retire? Well, you got people who have good intentions, and then you have people who have bad intentions. So if they know that you got a big heart and you're you're hungry and you're trying to you know be a go getter and you're you're chasing it, you're chasing it, people will take advantage of you. So like, I came across some janky ass promoters, janky ass people trying to get me to sign record deals. Like, oh yeah, sign this, sign this paper for this beat. Meanwhile, it's it's a whole contract signing over. I'm like, what is this? I never signed it though. I'm just too smart. I never felt for the right. band until like, you know what I mean? So like I was out here with no management, no management at all, no management, no guidance, just trying to figure it out. So you run into all these dead ends. I was just like, man, I'm done. I'm done. Like I had a lot of real things going on, like family drama, outside drama, and I was just like, I wanted to do music. Like I, I gave up college football because I thought mm. this was what it was going to be. So like when I got kicked off the team and they brought me back and then I was making hits and then I was like, okay, I got something going. I'm making beats. I'm rapping. Song was on 945 back in 2009. I was like, I got something going. Fast forward, hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Janky promoter, janky. Janky business, janky this, janky. It was just too much janky shit. So I left, man. I was just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to keep going down this path because I'm trying to transition to be a, a, a completely different person. So I right. went and got a career. You know what I mean? I went and got a career, and I was like, yo, you're too smart for X. So assert yourself here. Started myself in a career. You know, got a career. Became a director in a, in a and you know in a in admin you know administration and open up a business, open up another business, did acting classes because the music scene here is just people are haters. And then if you do have connections and you can help people, people think you're lying or trying to get over or whatever the case may be. But like, you just got to like really just find people who are really like like-minded individuals and just stick with them. And then if they believe in what you got going on, stick with them. But everybody yeah, else one of the weird things that's going on right now in, in, in this music scene, it's not it's not just Boston either. Mm-hmm. Everybody asks to support people, but now all of a sudden when you start really supporting somebody, now it turns into, oh, they coattail riding. It's not support. And I'm like, since when did supporting somebody become bad? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. where this business has got people effed up. <laughs> it's, 
it's the era. It's it's the era we're in because like you remember back in the day, you could support people all day. You wasn't called, you know, coattail rider or D riders, nothing like yeah. that. You were just like, yo, this is a yo, this part this person inspires me. I'm becoming potent off of what they're doing. It's drawing me in. I'm buying into what they are. I'm supporting this person. I can see myself, like I can literally see myself in this person's shoes. Hence, 50 Cent, who I, I, I idolize. He's one of my idols. Him. Um, you know, you got you got T.I., you got Jamie Foxx, you got you got all these people who, you know, who I, I idolize. So it's like when I hear like people be like, oh, why are you supporting XYZ or or you D-Ride or whatever? Yeah. It's like, man, I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that stuff, man. I don't I don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I just don't. Yeah. I don't and do you my would, own thing. You would think people would learn just from one of my favorite groups of all time. And, and I, I tell people they changed the industry is Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan changed the industry that you had nine members who were solid rappers. But not only did they take their success, they did something in hip hop and in music that was never done before. And what they did was, is that loud records allowed them each to get their own individual record contracts. Now, when they got those single contracts on their solo projects, they could have been like, yeah, my record is for my record myself, but they didn't. Wu-Tang made sure that when Method Man made his album, everybody ate off that album. Then when Capadonna's album came out, Everybody was featured on that album. Everybody ate off that album. And what it did was it made you look forward to everybody's solo release. Old Dirty Bastards came out. Everybody ate off of that album. You know, Cuban Links, which is one of one of the best Wu-Tang solo albums out there. Everybody ate off that album. Rizzas, Jizzas, all of them. Everybody ate. Everybody kept supporting each other, no hate. And you would think that we would learn from that, and we didn't. For some reason, people didn't learn from that. They want to stay divided. They want to, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, even, like even with Florida, if you look at Florida, I used to live in Florida, shout out to Florida. I used, um, If you look at Florida, Atlanta, um, New York, and, how, and what they're doing and what they've been doing for years, for the last two decades, you can't go to New York without hearing a New York record mm. playing in the club. You can't go to Atlanta without hearing an Atlanta record playing in the club. You can't go to Florida, any part of Miami or Tallahassee, where I'm from. You can't go anywhere without hearing uh, Florida um, Florida artists. Ace Hood is still getting booked in Florida at 30K a show. <laughs> Ace Hood. Because they take care of their own people. But up here... When you get up here and you get in New England, we can't get past our eyelids. Like, everybody got to have it. Everybody got to be the guy or the girl or whatever the case may be. They want to gatekeep. You know how many gatekeepers I done ran into? Even as as recently? (laughs) I'm like, like, man, but this can help me and you. And, you know, if I got the resources, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I got the resources and I have it and it's for us to win, like, come on, let's do it. No, no, no. I bet. I, I remember telling um, there was a female artist that I used to be tight with and hang around with. Her name was Melissa Jane and Melissa Jane was nominated for a Boston music award. And when she was nominated, I said, you know, if you win this award, this Boston music award, you got to go. I'm like, because once you win a Boston music award, nobody wants to do nothing with you no more in this city. 
you got to go. You got to go and branch out like Lisa Bello. She won. She branched out. She's doing her thing. Much love to Lisa Bello. Louis Bello, same thing. You won. You got out of here. You down in Nashville and Tennessee doing this hybrid country stuff. It's, it's you know, Boston is just haters. <laughs> it's just, no, it's I, craziness. I it's craziness. And now you've got this, the, these stories coming out about certain DJs on certain radio. And I'm staying out of that whole conversation. Um, oh, I didn't hear about yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dudes, um, what's his name from from um, from the morning show out of New York? Um, he was out in Boston DJs, Tumbo. They was taking money and 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 getting people on by because they were getting paid. And it was it just went to furthermore that the the playing field isn't level here. It just goes to show, you know, um, there was an artist last week who confronted Benzino after his show um, because he had booked a show and 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 it was one thirty and he hadn't gone on yet. But Benzino was happy to take that slot fee. And I forget the artist's name, but the artist went right on Twitter and Instagram live. And he's like, oh, no, no, you ain't going to play me like this. I don't care who you are. And he confronted Benzino on live and he said, I want my slot fee back. You're not about right. to keep my slot fee and I didn't get on to perform because my thing is I, I manage an artist, Vianna Marie. Right. And one of the things I do that people I know they don't like me for is that promoters will come and they'll say, we got a show. And I'll say, okay, you got the spot from nine to one. That's that's nine to one. But then you got 25 artists on the ticket. And I'm saying, myself, okay, let's break that down. Mathematically, it don't work. And any artist who's on this ticket should know right out the gate. Look, you got 25 artists on this on this ticket. They only got the place from nine to one. Do the math. Right. So I'll ask that question. I'll be like, well, is my artist sure to get on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your artist is going to get on how? You got 25 artists. You got the place from nine to one. Nobody ever shows up till 10 at a club. So now right. we're down to 10 to one. And you're trying to tell me you're going to fit 25 artists? To perform, and you told everybody that they're gonna get 15 minutes set. No, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> yeah, I see that all the time around here, and that's one of the things. So, when I when I came back to do this music thing, I said, you know what? When you're in the conversations with you know the Millies, the the Joyner Lucases, the 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 Smoke Bulges, the the Mass Pike Miles, when you're in those conversations, the Mouthies. I'm not coming back to do a showcase, man. I'm not. So, like, when people approach me to do showcases, I wasn't trying to be Hollywood. I did that already, man. I did that. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, me, if, if I can bring a crowd, and I and you know I can bring a crowd, that's why you're trying to book me. Like, you got to you gotta pay me to, to come out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I see these showcases, 25, 20 artists, or they bring out a major artist from a city, and they got 20... 25 artists on the bill to help cover, you know, that, that fee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't got it to, to, you know, that's me. If you ain't got it to to bring out the artist, you know what I'm saying? Don't do not do it because now you're playing with other right. people's money. It's, it looks like shady, bad business because if something goes wrong, then you can't pay the artist back. I've seen it too much, man, being in this region. Even outside looking in, I've seen everything when I was away. When I was away and I, I just saw it all, man, and it hasn't changed at all. Like, we haven't grown since I stopped full-time mm. with music. 
Mm, it's literally the same thing. It's the same people doing the same type of stuff, and it's a lot going on, man. It's just, man. I'm just trying to make sure we, we can go <laughs> forward instead of laugh, laughing right, laughing right. You know, I want us to go forward, and you know, that's why I'm trying to do um, the showcase in um, October. Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Well, you got. Let's talk about your other your other party first. The September September ninth event. Let's talk about that first. Then we'll talk about October. All right, bet. So September eighth, man, we got Derek from Love After Walkup, Life After Walkup from We TV. Shout out to Derek Warner Jr. Uh, for saying he's gonna pull up and um, and you know he's been cool. He's you know shout out to Keith Wright's music, who's also the promoter on the party. Um, shout out to uh, DJ Roulette and DJ EA Sports. Um, you know, I knew those guys for a long time, you know, so, but the party, the party is basically like, Hey, I'm back. This is what I want to do. This is my first album. And I've never did this before. Let's see what happens. Mm. That's what this is about. You know, it's gained a lot of attention. Um, my UK team has reached out to some, um, a couple of notable names to, to get them in the building. So we'll see what happens, man. Like, you know, I've been telling and encouraging um, artists for a while to throw your own shows. Stop doing all these shows just because they're available. Throw your own shows because you never know who's going to pull up. You never know who's going to be watching you. If you throw your own show and you bring a crowd and you're performing and people are sitting there and they're in tune and, they're, you know, they're in tune with what you got going on, you win, man. That's a win-win across the board. So, mm. Someone in the chat, uh, Kevin Jeffries from Happy Hour Lido, he asked, "Is it is Derek from Cleveland? Is that is Derek you're talking about from Cleveland?" Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, from Cleveland. Oh, okay. <laughs> KJ was like, "Is that yo?" So he must. De KJ must know him. Kevin Jeffries must know him. KJ, if you're still watching, drop it in the chat. We can see it in the chat. If that's yeah, that's exactly who he's talking about. So, oh man, good stuff, good stuff. And then October, what's this event in October you got? So. Shout out to Joe Millions. I, I linked back up with him. Um, he's somebody who I met back in 2011 when he used to throw shows. And um, we linked back up and he was like, hey, this is what I could do for you um, and for other artists. You know, if you you don't, you want to help me because I know you're in that area. He was like, can you throw a showcase? I was like, what? I was like, I'm listening. And he was like, well, how many artists can you get for the showcase? I was like, well, I'll put it out there and see what they, you know, see who wants to bite on it. He was like, well, we can get them to sell tickets. They can make money off the tickets. They don't have to pay no artist slot fee. He was like, that's bullshit. Excuse my language. But that's what he said. <laughs> you know, he said, that's BS. The, the artist shouldn't have to pay a slot fee for this. He was like, give them 100 tickets apiece and have them, you know, sell the tickets and get their crowd in there. Whoever, you know, wins the crowd over, the judges over, you know, we escort them to Def Jam Universe, whatever. Rock Nation, whatever, because he has the card, you know, the contact and he has the resources, for, you know, to do that. So um, but that's something that he pitched to me. And I was like, well, if, if that's an opportunity to help artists and I see what's going on and nobody's really grabbing the, you know. You know, the reins of this whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's really yeah. grabbing the reins. So I was like, you know what? I'll risk my name. I'll risk my brand. I'll risk it all to, to try to help because that's all I, I always try to do that. You know, I always try to help. Mm -hmm. So, um, But yeah, that's what we got going on October 7th and 8th. And that's at Halo Lounge. And that's a nice spot. That's a nice spot. Yeah, it's very nice, man. That's why I was like, I got to throw my, um, my listening party there. 
Yeah, um, my artist, my artist, just Viana Marie, she just opened up for um, Scarlet at Halo Lounge uh, a okay, couple yep, months yep, ago. That was, yeah, yep, that was that, that was show. a good look. Yep, yep. So yeah. I and and I know we're definitely going to be there because we're on the list for September. Uh, we're definitely going to be there in September, so we're going to be checking that out. Um, how can people follow you on social media and stuff and get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach out to me at you know T Gunner Five Away Brock. That's T G U N N A Five Away. B-R-O-C-K. And that's on Twitter, Threads, um, and uh, Instagram. And Mark and, Anthony uh, on Facebook and T-Gunner on Facebook. All right. Kevin Jeffries, who has Happy Hour with Lido, he loves to interview recording artists and things of that sort. He covers battle rap and stuff. He does a lot of stuff out of Ohio. Um, he's tied in with that music scene and, and comedy out there. He's Actually, KJ is uh, he's he's friends with Ari Spears and I forget the other guy, the Jewish guy that's his best friend. So um, you were doing comedy there for a little while. Kevin Jeffries, here's another guy. If you want to reach out to him, network with him. We're talking about this black networking thing right now. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Black networking, man. Let's Kevin Jeffries, he's got a good little show, Happy Hour with Lito, that's now turned into the Triangle Offense podcast. And he's got a couple of good guests. Amani is on there as one of his co-hosts and Aunt Harrell who you know from the Harrell family. Those are two okay. of his co-hosts. They're on his show. His new episode is going to be tonight at 9 o'clock. So if you want to tune in, check out Happy Hour with Lito, the Triangle Offense podcast. And again, you know, Black Networking. Man, Kevin Jeffries, reach out, hit Mark up on Facebook, hit him up on Instagram, uh, okay. see about getting him on the show to talk what you got. Because his show is crazy. I got to give Kevin credit. Kevin, Kevin started out with his Happy Hour with Lito show. But then he involved he evolved into this triangle offense podcast. And he's got his two guys on there. And you know, they really talk music business stuff. Like they like he, you know, they talking about the people they know. Like they talking about Brandy. They're talking about all these people that they've been on tour with, people that they beef with. Um, one of the guys, Ant, told a great story about Dre and how Dre gave them a beat, but because he was young, dumb, and naive. They were like, ah, oh, we don't like that track. And then when Dre blew up and came back, he never gave offered them a beat. And they was like, damn, we didn't effed up. <laughs> right. It'd be, that. It'd be like that, man. Uh, they said Dre gave him a beat. Let him go home with the beat. Let him go home with the beat. <laughs> and they came back to the studio and they was like, nah, we're not feeling it. And never got a track, never got a beat from Drake. Oh, he was actually a hard man to get in touch with too, Doctor Dre. He said, "Oh, so KJ corrected me. He said they were actually signed to Dre's label, so they oh, were wow. actually signed. They were actually signed to Dre. So yeah, hook up with this dude. This would be a good little interview because you can go a little bit deeper with the guys. I like seeing these guys talk the music business stuff yeah. um, and go from there. But again." I want to thank you for coming on this show, man. It's good stuff. No, nah, thank you, man. And and I look forward to seeing you September 8th, man. You and V. Marie. Shout out to V. Marie. Yeah, we're going to be out there. And you actually sent me a... Um, I, I'd like for you to plug the person that you sent me a link to, because I actually reached out to this person. Hustle for Life. She's coming on. We, we locked oh, it down. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. please plug her. Please, please plug her, because you reached out to me. You're like, yo, you got to get her on. Here. Yeah. His link. His this, 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 this. Please let people know who's about to come on the show. She got some good, some good stuff. New she York, very, yeah, yep, clothing, she, yeah. She, she got um. So she reached out to me. Her son reached out to me, 
And then she reached out to me. Her name is Miss Sparkle. She's a college professor as well. And she teaches basically like specific life skills that you're going to need as an entrepreneur, as a, as just as a, a, a young minority period. You know what I mean? She caters to that community. She wants to make sure that you have everything. She'll teach you about real estate. She'll teach you about taxes. She'll teach you about finances. Damn. I learned all about this in one conversation on the phone with her. Okay. She's sending me clothes. She she's walk she has her brand walking on New York Fashion Week, September 7th. Yeah, yeah. She just got somebody from power to wear her clothes on the fat on the runway too. So shout out to her. She was like, Oh, thank you. I was like, listen, I don't I didn't know if I did that. But I think, you know, I thank you for reaching out, you know. So Yeah, she she's coming on this show. And um I watched her video and she was talking about, you know, the fact that her clothing is gonna be at this New York um thing in the models and she was like anybody can do it you just got to know who to ask and where to be at the and, and i was like damn okay i gotta get this person on so i want to thank you for that but she's definitely yeah. coming on the show man definitely coming on the show so what we're going to do here we're going to thank mark for coming on the show we're going to see him in september we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into the rest of the booth after this let me take a quick break we'll be right back in about two minutes here we go <laughs> Yeah, see, I ain't never been betrayed by an enemy. That shit is only ever come from them saying friend to me. They soul is black, so gonna fall on my back up energy. I feel the drain through all the pain depletes in its entirety. It's piracy, and any thought of reconciling's blind to me. You were my people that I chose, you were my family. And didn't realize what you had, your bad need clarity. Because respect is something earned, you can't use bribery. You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line. But a real tell it like it is, that's why this here's my time. It's your boy back here in the booth broadcasting live from the city of Fletcher Cleves, man, T-Gunner, Mark, 
Thank you for coming on the show. Kevin Jeffries is in the chat. Everybody's in the chat. Let me get into my sponsors. <laughs> Let me get into my sponsors right now. Uh, Michael Douglas Barreto Electronics, if you've got a controller that needs to be fixed or is drifting, send it out to him. I actually sent the controller out last week, and he had it back within a day and a half. MDB Electronics. Also, Viana Marie's music available now, 494,000 streams. Let's get that to 500,000 streams. Her music is streaming everywhere. Tactical Target Systems, if you need a zombie target, reach out to them. Get your zombie targets. IlaBostonSports.com, if you're in the chat, you have a chance to win a shirt from IlaBostonSports.com. Kevin Jeffries, I see he's in the chat. No, he does. He do I think he does now. Um reach out to him again kevin um because i think he does now i'm I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i thought i saw on his ebay oh wait a minute no you're right ps5 ps4 and older you're correct you said ps5 <clears throat> i believe you may be correct but yeah um he has elites xbox elite controllers now so we want to check those out also kimberly ian empowerment photography viana marie if you want to book a session with her, private private area, take pictures that you never thought you would take, Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography. Let's get into the news booth. Are you serious? We're going to open up with an are you serious right now. Are you serious? Hamilton Rodriguez, who's running for mayor against the re-electoral, well, he's the, the re-candidate, Robert Sullivan, and you've got Fred Fontaine, and you got John Williams, who was on this show. Well, Hamilton Rodriguez met up with John Williams outside the NAACP's Meet the Candidates event, and this is a guy who wants to walk around calling people monkeys, telling them they should eat fried chicken and watermelon, calling them the N-word, he had some words on social media for Fred Fontaine. And what happened was, was that they walked into this event and Hamilton Rodriguez walked up to John Williams and said, what's up, brother? And John Williams was like, what are you talking about? What's up, brother? And wanted to shake his hand. And John was like, you stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. And that's it. Well, you're about to see the, are you serious of what happened between John Williams and Hamilton Rodriguez? Here we go on this segment of Are You Serious? I'll do it anywhere. You know where my address is. You know Fuck you, bitch. Come check me. Enough, man. Stupid, man. What's this problem? I'm going to pay him a fucking visit, bro. No, 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 no. He's going to be in this place. How's my boy, bro? Fucking shook up over some stupid nonsense. Stupid nonsense. No, 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 no. Listen, I was one of your biggest supporters, my friend. One of your biggest supporters. I'm disappointed in you, bro. I'm disappointed. No, no, I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in you. Yeah, listen, listen. You're this. You're this right here, bro. This is you. This is you. All right? This is you. Yeah, listen. I'm from America, bro. I'm from America. All right? I'm from America, bro. Yeah. At least I know where I'm from, motherfucker. At least I know where I'm from, motherfucker. Exactly. Punk bitch. 
I know where I'm from, bitch. Where you from? Fuck him. That's what he wants. Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. Sour apples. You lose your temper, you need to focus. Yes, focus you do. Focus on the work. That's it. Don't focus on nobody else. They're going to say hi to the guy and start snapping at me. Dude, it's a setup. Come on. Yeah, I don't set up. I'll put him in place. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. That's all it is. Mm. You know what I do find crazy, though? Mm-hmm. It's how um, Fred Fontaine, yeah. with the old one that got tagged and opposed, I came and said hi to him. He understood what it was about, and he said hi back. He didn't say anything. Yeah. So, I went up to him and shook his hand. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, it's, it's, I mean, I think personally. He just brought the noise. The, the, yeah. the I think personally it's you, because I went to, to go say hi to him, and he said hi to me back, so I don't know. I'm so serious. Take his nonsense, right? <laughs> I wonder how much they paid him to do that. Exactly. So this is how delusional he is. He doesn't realize why John Williams acted the way he did. I'm not, John's not going to have you come over and want to shake his hand and say this and that and, and call him brother. When you was on Facebook and talking about a fellow candidate who's running for mayor and saying that <clears throat> he's only in the race because He's trying to divide the votes for Robert Sullivan. You said in your post that Fred Fontaine is off the plantation and he's the HN word and he's eating watermelon and fried chicken. And John didn't like that. So when you went to go and try to be bro to John, John was supporting his fellow brother in Fred Fontaine. And that's why he answered the way he answered you. So don't act surprised. When you put out negative energy, you're going to get negative energy. So again, is this the guy we want running for mayor of our city? Hell no. Hashtag no vote Rodriguez by Felicia. <laughs> Simple as that. Let's keep it that way. On are you serious? Uh, don't get startled. <laughs> for those who don't know, it's that time of year, people. Labor Day. Your kids are moving here to Boston. Most of the schools, you got to go down Storrow Drive to get to most of the schools in Back Bay. If you got a truck company or a moving company, please tell them not to go on Storrow Drive to get to the colleges here in Boston because it's going to end up, it's, it's, it's like a holiday around here in Massachusetts. For real. It's like a holiday. As soon as Labor Day weekend comes... The reports of trucks and school <laughs> moving companies getting startled. There's no trucks allowed on Storrow Drive. They don't pay attention. The minimum height is 10 feet. And what happens is these trucks come with these rich kids from out of town and the trucks get startled, which means they're too high. They get stuck under the bridges. They mess all the traffic up. So please don't get startled. <laughs> <laughs> also, National Grid customers, data was exposed in the cyber incident. Um, if you got updates and everything that was going through Zoom and stuff, this is why um, this cyber incident affected millions of millions of National Grid customers. Um, also, in the news booth, a 21-year-old daughter was stabbed to death a hundred times after protecting her mother from a stepfather. 
Um, these were an Asian couple, but again, um, there was history there, history of abuse and stuff there. And I tell people all the time, women, if you've got kids, it doesn't matter what age you got to get out. There's nothing more worse than losing the life of your child who is going to protect their mother in a, in an abusive relationship. This dude stabbed the daughter 21 to a hundred times. She was 21 years old, stabbed her a hundred times. Three school districts. I'm not even going to mention because this is everybody's really making a big deal out of this right now. Um, there's an uptick in COVID. There's a new variant out there. There's a couple of school districts that are suspending in-person classes. Um, everybody's saying we're going back. We're not going back to mass. We're not going back to a shutdown in October. It's not happening. Um, we're going to go back to making sure that people are back to washing their hands and things of that sort. We may go back to masks in public places, but I don't think we're headed back towards another big shutdown. Also in the news booth, hey, I talked about on this show, paper straws. I can't stand paper straws, but everybody's switching to paper straws because plastic is unhealthy. Well, guess what? The paper straws are just as unhealthy. They contain forever chemicals that are worse than what's in plastic straws because guess what? Did some of these straws are bleached, so they're white. Some of these straws, as you see, have ink printed on them. So some of these paper straws are just as bad as the plastic straws that they got rid of. So my son says, Terrell, he had said, get the metal straw. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to have to see about getting the metal straw and I'm um, bringing that to the restaurant with me. In the legal booth, Britney Spears adds two employees to hospital staff, one with medical background to make sure... She's taking her meds. Now, if you guys watched the show last week, her and Sam are headed to divorce. The rumors are that she's already got another dude. And because she's already got another dude, that she has to pay for wherever Sam is staying right now until the divorce is finalized. Supposedly, he's got this spot outside of where they live. She's paying like 10000 a month for him to live um, in whatever apartment. But yes, for all you free Britney fans... The hiring of one person with a medical background to make sure she takes her meds should stick out like a sore thumb. Sore thumb. Because they had that person there when she was under the full conservatory. When she got under partial, that was one of the things that went away. Guess what? Now they've got that back. And there's been talks of interventions, but we know what's going to happen if there's an intervention. If there's an intervention, she's going to end up back under the full conservatory. Um, Donald Trump's mugshot was released. And it didn't get didn't get what people thought. Um, I was actually pissed off at the fact that Donald Trump, who went in there, he orchestrated and took the picture the way that he wanted to. He was coached on how to take this picture. The next day, Donald Trump and his team put up on his Donald Trump 2024 website T-shirts, mugs. All types of paraphernalia for sale of this mugshot. In the first day, the first day, Trump 2024 raised over $7 million in the first day alone, and it's still building. And it pisses me off because um, I'm going to be speaking with my legal guys on this matter. It pisses me off because there's been a lot of black men in sports or black celebrities whose lives and careers have been ruined over the release of a mugshot. <clears throat> and once again, I hate to say this, but this is once again 
the double standard shoved right in our faces, the white privileged shoved right in our faces. And I'm not a racist, and but I'm just telling people that that's what this is all about. When you take a mugshot of this man who's an alleged rapist, uh, an insurrectionist, and you profit on it so you could raise money for him to run for president, while you've got black men who have lost their livelihoods for carrying an ounce of weed. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about the double standard and white privilege. That's where we're going. Also, when he was arrested, <laughs> this man had the nerve to say he's 6'3", 215 pounds. Do you know who else is 6'3", 215 pounds? Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Do something else! Do something else! That's it! That's all we want! Do something else! Holy Stop it, Donald Trump. Stop it. Because you know you are not. You might be 6'3", but Donald Trump, there is no way in hell you're 215. No way it... Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop f***ing lying. Stop lying. Stop lying. Uh, also, New Hampshire just dropped the bomb. New Hampshire's, uh, they're now thinking about invoking the 14th Amendment, Section 3, to keep him off the ballot in 2024, the presidential ballot. New Hampshire, where he just did a visit. He just was there for a visit two weeks ago. So the fact that they in New Hampshire are talking about not having him on the presidential ballot? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's huge. That's huge because New Hampshire is a deep, deep, deep Republican state. So we're going to see. This is going to get real interesting here. Also, let's get into the entertainment booth, as you saw at the beginning of the show. Bob Barker, 99 years old, hosted Prices Right for 30 years. You saw the fight scene between him and um, on um, Happy Gilmore in the movie Happy Gilmore. So that was a great fight scene. I'm kind of torn on this. Bob Barker lived a long life, 99 years, but I feel like I feel like if 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 God comes and gets you at 99, is 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 God being petty? He did the same thing to Betty White. Now who was love? Betty White was love. He took Betty White. God took Betty White at 99. God took Bob Barker at 99. That's like the ultimate. F you, you can't, God, you can't let them just get that 100. <laughs> you can't just let them celebrate that 100, God. You gotta, you gotta come knocking. You know, if that was me, I'm, I get to the pearly gates. John's at the gates. State your name, name, please. Keith Hayes, since the one. Yep. Um, sign here, sign here. Um, anything you want to say before you enter these gates? Yeah. Why couldn't he, why couldn't God just let me get that one year? That one year, why couldn't he just let me get that one year? 99 years old, why couldn't he just let me just get that 100? I'm gonna ask that, I'm gonna ask that at the gates. If I live to 99 and I die at 100, I'm asking that. I'm asking that at the pearly gates. <laughs> why you do that to me? <laughs> that's, that's messed up. 
I get a weird sick mind sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Oh, Holly Quinn voice actress, Arlene Sorkin, um, in the animated Batman, all the animated shows with uh, Holly Quinn featured dead at 67. Uh, she will be missed by almost a, a lot of voice actors in video game um makers um Arlene Sorkin was like at the top of her game for voice acting um Bray Wyatt WWE 36 years old heart attack he dies unexpectedly did on uh Smackdown they did a great tribute for him and Terry Funk to the point where I almost had tears in my eyes watching Smackdown they that what they did for Bray Wyatt was just unbelievable Unbelievable. And then we're hit with the sad story. The sad story of all is that Bray Wyatt was not wearing his hot defibrillator at the time of his death, despite his doctor's recommendation to wear one. Um, he was just cleared to come back to WWE. Just cleared to come back. Just craziness. Sad. It's just sad. You know, you're a father too. Just had a brand new baby boy. And, and and if your doctor tells you, hey, man, your heart is this and that, and, and you should be wearing this defi def defib, wear it, bro. Because now you've got two kids without a father. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad. And also, in breaking news, oh, breaking news, um, AEW had their wrestling at Wembley Stadium over the weekend, a lot of people weren't happy with what went down with AEW. But the word is, is that Brian Pillman Jr. has left AEW and has signed with WWE and he should be showing up on NXT. That is the first of the guys that people have been rumoring to jump the AEW ship. I know there was a group of people on my page going back and forth about it. I know Kevin Tachi has said it's a sinking ship. Somebody said it's not a sinking ship. I think it was. I think it was Sean. Sean Wick. He said no. It's not a sinking ship. He says they're stronger than ever. Well, Kevin Tachi looks like he might be right with Michael Pillman Jr. bringing that name. That's Brian Pillman's son um, over Brian Brian Pillman Jr. Um, coming over. That's that's a big one. Um, also, ESPN WWE programming TV rights. Now, ESPN was thinking about it when the contract was up for raw and stuff before espn was thinking about bringing wwe over i'm surprised that this hasn't happened and i'm real surprised i'm real surprised that i thought i thought that this would have happened a long time ago especially where espn reports on wrestlemanias i had been thought that they would have had that you know here i, I i'm it's crazy um Getting into the sports booth, me and Maddie C will be live this Saturday at the Brockton Beer Cub Company, which you see right behind me. We will be broadcasting live on Saturday afternoon, 1.30. We're going to be breaking down the entire Patriots upcoming season. We're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about these crazy moves that have been made. Today was cut day around the NFL. They Everybody had to get down to the 53 roster. Uh, Patriots cut. Trace McSorley, they also cut Malik Williams, and they also cut Bailey Zappi. Now, everybody's out here, and they're saying that Bill Belichick is, is unstable, and he's mental this, and come on now. If you really think that Bill Belichick is entering the season with just Mac Jones, you're out of your mind. Obviously, 
the Patriots have somebody coming here that's going to be big news. Big news as far as a backup quarterback. Someone he can learn from. Someone that he can he can get get this Bill O'Brien offense off the ground. Somebody's coming here. Somebody's coming here. Somebody that was released today or somebody that's ready to get traded. We're going to see. We're going to see. Um, we're going to check that out. Also, um, Antonio Brown put a post up about his CTE. Scary stuff. But I'm not going to talk a lot of sports here as far as NFL because I need everybody to come down to the Brockton Beer Company on Saturday, 1.30. Also, KJ, Kevin Jeffries, he's in the chat. Man, oh, man, oh, man, Jalen Brown did something that had to be done. Had to be done. Um, what's the news on Ezekiel Elliott? We're going to talk about that. I'm saving all that. Patriots talk is for Saturday, KJ. Coming on Saturday. <laughs> all my Patriots stuff, I'm saving it for Saturday. Trust me, I want to get it all out. But it's going to be Saturday in front of a live audience. Um, Jalen Brown, for those who didn't know, Jalen Brown is the first one of the highest paid players to jump in, play in this big three all-star game. Huge. This was huge. Ice Cube was so happy at the fact that Jalen Brown competed in the all-star game for the big three. The big three has been one of the most successful secondary leagues outside of the NBA. Um it's a nice little it's a nice little thing going on here. But the fact that you get a guy like Jalen Brown to come and participate in the big three all-star game, that's that just set the tone. Next year, let's see how many other people from the NBA go over and play in that big three. But Jalen Brown, he did it. Ice Cube was awesome. It, it, it put a lot of eyes on that big three. That big three isn't bad, people. It's not. It's it's a different type of ball because it's three on three, um, you know. And everybody has their you know their 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 spot. You know what I'm saying? So it was good to see. Good to see back to back world champion. Congrats to Chase Ely, back to back shot put champion. Her shot put champion mark was twenty point four. Three meters. So she is the back-to-back shot put world champion because the, the Olympics are coming up. So we got to get ready for these. Also, the first ever USA discus title, La Luga Tusaga. She's the first women's champion. Val Allman took the silver. So the USA is looking to dominate in the women's um, track and field. Woo! Craziness. Uh, Simone Biles, first gymnast. She took home her eighth U.S. all-around title. This girl has been running thangs. Thangs. Eighth U.S. all-around title. The U.S. Olympic team is going to be crazy. Also, early last Saturday morning, UFC from overseas um, took place. And about 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, I had to post big ups to... The Korean zombie who retired after losing to Max Holloway in the third round TKO. What a freaking fight it was. These dudes was going back and forth. Center of the ring, up against the cage. The Korean zombie was throwing knees. Boom, boom, boom. Max Holloway catches him with a right. Boom. And he goes down. Third round. Um, Korean zombie takes his gloves off. Puts him in the middle of the ring. And says goodbye to everybody. Huge, huge blowout. Everybody 
This is a guy that's, you know, we're seeing. I, I hate to say it, say it, people. We're seeing the changing of the guard. It's another generation of fighters coming through. We're seeing this. We're seeing a lot of people who've been in this sport for a long time. You know, it's time to move on. It's time for the new guys. You know, Max Holloway, young cat. You know, last week, you know, here in Boston, um, you know, you had that title exchange hands to a young cat that's been, you know, coming up sugar. Sugar has been coming up the ranks and making a lot of noise. Now he's here, you know. Um, Biden bombshells, 821. I got nine minutes to go. Biden bombshells. Uh, Biden says there's no place for white supremacy in the United States after the Florida race attack where three people were killed outside a store by a white supremacist with markings on his gun and patches and stuff on his vest and stuff. But here's the thing, people. And and everybody's, you know, they're spinning this attack and story as a racist attack. And I get it. Yes. His motivation was was racially motivated. He's a he was a white supremacist guy. I get it. But but let's not stir this into a narrative about racism because first of all it's not about racism. This attack that happened wasn't about racism because this was another mass shooting that could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if Governor DeSantis didn't reform the Baker Act. The blood is on his hands. The blood is on DeSantis' hands. He wrote the reforms for the Baker Act. The Baker Act is something that would allow police departments to confiscate guns for anybody who ends up being involuntarily admitted into a mental hospital. The Baker Act also would have made sure that when this kid purchased his gun two days before he carried out this heinous crime, it would have popped up on his background check. And guess what? He wouldn't have been able to buy this AR-15. Why? Because back in 2017, this young man who carried out this racist attack that took the lives of three people in 2017, he was actually admitted involuntarily to a mental institution for observation because of threats of suicide. In 2015, the cops had to come to his house because he had assaulted his older brother to the point where the assault was so bad that the father couldn't control him and he had to call the cops to the house. This kid has had mental problems for the longest time. But because DeSantis reformed the Baker Act, and I forget what the other act was in Florida, this information did not come up on this kid's background check, and he was able to purchase an AR-15, and then two days later, he was able to walk into a store parking lot and take the lives of three people. So yes, yes, he was his attack was racially motivated, but if one and two were in place, this would have never happened. Mental illness is the number one reason again for a mass shooting. Mental illness, number one reason again. Deeper background checks. Mental health has to be opened up. Those checks have to be added. I have been one to say school, um, issues in school, 
should also be allowed on background checks because there were two shooters last year that if their background checks had went into their school files and the stuff that happened in school, they would never been able to buy a gun to commit their crime. Background checks need to be deeper. I don't care what state you're in. And that's the problem. Every state is different. It's got to be the same across the board. I've said it before. I said it again. It's got to be the same across the board. Also in news, Sarah Palin is promoting civil war on Newsmax. She promoted it on two different networks. And then she turned around and she tried to backtrack on her comments. Too late, Sarah. You already said it. We already know what you feel. Here we go. We We talked about the two-tier justice system, but when you see it happening, when you see the former president being fingerprinted, having to show up, turn himself in, you see the mugshots of the other seven or eight who've who've turned themselves in already. Do you have concern for for the country as I do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think uh, those who are conducting this travesty and uh, creating this two-tier system of justice, I want to ask them, what the heck? Do do you want us to be in civil war? Because that's what's going to happen. What's up, everybody? Major Retired Richard Ojeda here. And when you see the former president being fingerprinted, and when you see the mugshot, does it make you feel concerned? Eric Bolin asked that very question to Sarah Palin, and apparently she can still see stupid from her house. We're not going to keep putting up with this. And Eric, I like that you suggested that we need to get angry. We do need to rise up and take our country back. Former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin has been the butt of jokes for years. From her can I call you Joe moment in the debate with Joe Biden to dressing up like a rainbow care bear and singing Baby Got Back on a TV game show. Sarah Palin is an absolute moose knuckle. Now, I would... um I would say the RNC, though, that's what's lacking when it comes to collective anger that can be healthy and it can be useful. Where is the RNC? They hold the purse strings to the party. They hold they hold the funds that could be helping out in this situation. They have the platform and yet they're too timid and a bunch of freaking rhinos running the thing. So the RNC, they better get their stuff together or I'll have to ask them too. What do they want as an outcome of this civil war? Eric Bowling tried to act like Donald Trump facing justice as some kind of emergency news story, and he pulled Dingbat Palin in to lend credence to his plan. There's a saying about two heads being better than one, but in this situation, those heads are stuck so far up Donald Trump's backside and can't be trusted for directions. Palin feigned outrage and sounded off in her most annoying, what the heck. She presented Bowling with a gotcha question and blared out, do you want us to be in a civil war? Because that's what's going to happen. Bowling and Palin then proceeded to milk Newsmax viewers by presenting fake narratives to enrage the gullible audience to violence. They should both be held accountable for their words, spawning violence. They are throwing gas on the fire. They can all see the writing on the wall as well. Donald Trump is going to go to prison. Everyone knows that by now. But these idiot soft little clowns want to talk about war. Which one of them picked up a rifle and manned a post while serving in the United States military? Neither one of them. 
These two numbskulls don't have a clue about what they're talking about. Sarah Palin wants you to think she's some kind of pistol-packing mama that can shoot a moose at a hundred yards, but she would have squalled like a little baby and soiled her drawers if she had enemy combatants firing back. Eric Bowling wants to act tough, but it wasn't that long ago that he was squirming over some photos that he had allegedly sent to three female co-workers. Eric Bowling was accused of sending junk mail and fired from Fox. He even sued a reporter for uncovering his nasty little habits. What a couple of losers, and that is an absolute fact. Sappers clear the way, airborne all the way. And that was Richard Ojeda giving his thoughts. I wanted to let him share his thoughts on, you know, the Sarah Palin comments. You know, this is a guy, he was in the military, so he, you know, he he's speaking from the heart. And as you guys can see here, my FUBAR Studios, shout out to Doug. What's up, man? Um, for the shirt. And Maddie C's got shirts coming too. Maddie C's got some nice shirts coming with his new logo. Um, but yeah, again, crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and that's it. I gotta get into this little segment here that we're we do at the end of the show with those people who support us. And um, I actually did something better this time. <laughs> I gotta thank everybody for supporting the show, hanging out with me and checking out the show. Also the shows that I produce, She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio. See, I got to be faster because, see, now these are playing. I don't have to do them myself. 75 Cent Wings, Platinum City Gaming, NFL Games, T-Gunner and Friends. It's a party. September 8th, he was talking about that during our interview. Also, Jamal Brathwaite Campaign Fundraiser, Thursday, September 14th. See, I'm catching up. I'm on point. Brockton's early voting begins September 9th, and these are the dates that you can early vote at the Shaw Center. Also, Homeland Heroes, Motorcycle Ride, Ryan's Ride, 9.30, Kick Stands Up at 11 on September 9th. The Pink Out is October 21st, the VFW, 12 to 5. Don't forget your pink. Also, these are the people who are running for office. Their band, this is no support in any way. These guys just get their bands for me to show. Uh, Cynthia Hodges, Jamal Brathwaite. He's running for City Council at Large. These are all City Council at Large. Jean Bradley, Duran Court, Counselor at Large. Steve Hook, who's on this show, he's running for Councilor Lodge. Also, make sure to show your support and visit him. Jamie Hodges is running for Ward 2 School Committee. Make sure all your children have a voice. And added this week, Cynthia Rivas-Mendez. She's running for Ward 5 School Committee. Thank you for getting your banner to me. And also, John C. Williams for Mayor 2023. Thank you, John. Also, coming up is the Greek Food Festival. Stay out of my way. The 14th, 15th, and 16th, your boy Sinister One is getting his baklava. Also, make sure to drop your nomination for Remy TV's 2024 Influencer Awards and then the Empowerment Kimberly Ann Photography with my artist, Viana Marie, on the left-hand side. And boom, that's it. That's it. Ah, ah, ah. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Good stuff. It is now 8.30. We've got 9 o'clock. My dog is jupy is trying to... National Dog Day was last week. Can you, can you hold on? Can you hold on? She's trying to go out. All right. SpongeBob, can you do me a favor? Because <laughs> Jupy's ready to get out of here. Take us home. See you next Tuesday. Thank, Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.
The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, and y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, it's like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fuss and fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come.